Well, welcome in everyone to episode eight, our season finale. And I know we've we've come a long way, but we're so excited to be here with y'all. And for our last episode, we wanted to make it short and sweet and to the point. And today we're going to be talking about mindfulness. Yes, let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, man. So maybe you've heard about mindfulness. Maybe you haven't. Um, But I feel like in the mental health it's kind of like all the rage these days I feel like a lot of news articles and therapies are talking about this idea of mindfulness um, and how we can incorporate it into our lives at least I feel that way I guess I'm kind of swimming in it though becoming a meditation teacher and it's definitely a part of how I practice for myself do you feel like you experience it in a lot of places Regine? Oh yeah, definitely. Only recently though, I don't think I was very big on mindfulness probably before we started our graduate program. Mm -hmm. I just didn't really know what it was, honestly. Um, But now it's like, wow, this is amazing. I can literally basically regulate my emotions anytime I need to by just being mindful of where I am and what I hear and what I smell, you know, different things like that. So it allows me to really recenter myself and just come back to a state of just peace and calmness and clarity and gratitude as well. Wow. So beautiful. It's like the perfect selling line for why mindfulness. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. I can only second all the things that you said um, that it, you know, it helps us gain access to something that's already always there within us, which is like just a little bit of space between our experience and uh, yeah, just what's going on in general for us. So, uh, man, I'm super excited to be talking about mindfulness. Yes, I know you are. I'm excited to get into it. Okay. So for any of you listening who are like, okay, mindfulness, I get it. We're talking about it, but what the heck is mindfulness? Basically, there's a couple different ways of thinking about mindfulness, but they're all interrelated and they're all, you know, pieces of this mindfulness puzzle, I guess you could say. So when I think about mindfulness, I'm thinking about a couple different things. I think a really basic way to describe mindfulness is as awareness. So awareness Um, of the present moment, both external, like what's going on in the environment, kind of like Regine hinted at, like, what can I see? What can I smell? What can I hear? Like what's happening in the world around me? But perhaps even more importantly, sometimes is your internal experience. So what are the thoughts coming through your head? Mm -hmm. What are the feelings coming up for you? Like the emotions and what's happening in your body, your body's Mm -hmm. Kind of like an ultimate tool for mindfulness of just tuning into okay where am i at in this moment what's going on for me what's going on around me mm-hmm. yeah definitely and i think the internal aspect of it is crucial because a lot of times we want to like push past what we're feeling or ignore certain mm-hmm. thoughts that we're having or you know people tell us just be positive just think positive um and that's fine and dandy but like sometimes it's 
okay to just sit in whatever it is that you're feeling, even if it's not positive, to just bring mm-hmm. awareness to those feelings and those thoughts um, and to just acknowledge that they do at the very mm-hmm. least exist for you. Mm-hmm. And then that'll allow you the space to kind of process and sit with it and figure out why you feel the way that you do about whatever it may be. So, no, yeah. I think well, this mindfulness is so important and becoming more and more popular these days as I think we're finally realizing as a culture, we kind of have this habit of push it down, move on, don't talk about it, just keep moving forward. The past is the past, you know, like not paying attention to what's going on for us in the name of productivity and just moving forward. But you said it so well, which is the idea that so often these thoughts or these emotions that come up, they really just want our attention, Mm -hmm. right? They just want to be noticed. They just want to feel like they've been seen and heard and then they can move on. Mm -hmm. But it's like that recognition feels essential a lot of the times for us to be able to move past something. We have to be able to sit with it and be like, okay, I see you. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you the attention, you know, and we'll talk about it more there can be more in there too but sometimes it's just literally that like okay this is what's going on I'm acknowledging it for myself and now I can move forward a little more easily and more more authentically you know yeah Mm. yep oh gosh I love that um some other ways I think about mindfulness is we kind of already talked about it but just present moment noticing and observing so I think about um, like that outside observer a little bit where you just have a little bit of space to kind of like step back a little and see like, okay, what's, what's really happening here. And part of the undertones of mindfulness too, is not like getting hooked into anything that comes up. Cause sometimes we have an emotion or a thought come up that feels really strong and powerful mm-hmm. and yes, we should absolutely acknowledge like the power behind that, but don't like the goal is to not let ourselves get swept away by it if we can. Right. And that's this practice. Um, And I think that's a really important piece to just asterisks is like, this is a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. We're talking about all of this, like it might be easy and simple, but I have truly found in my practice, and I think anybody else would say the same, it's like a muscle that you're building up over time. Right. It gets a little bit easier to step out of it with each time that you get to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that it is lifelong, and the fact that when it first, when we're first starting out on this journey, it's not going to be, like you said, it's going to be pretty challenging. Um, But I'm thinking of too this aspect, another aspect of mindfulness. Um, which is like self-compassion or compassion to even Mm. towards other people Um, and being able to just have this awareness that people may be going through their own things just Mm. like we are Um, and while we're not using that as a way to excuse the actions of other people um, it still kind of gives you the power to kind of pick and choose what you allow to affect you, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and like you said, if we are able to sit and let those thoughts and feelings come and go, um, giving ourselves compassion and being gentle with ourselves and 
not judgmental and understanding of the fact that we are human beings and we do make mistakes and we will go through pain and all that stuff. Um, but understanding that it is more often than not for something good on the other side. Um, mm -hmm. So understanding that this process isn't going to always be hurtful. It's not going to always be painful. It's not going to always be challenging. Um, but one of the easiest ways to kind of ease some of the pressure off of you or make it less difficult is that awareness and that mindfulness of what's going on around you, what's going on within you. Um, and just, yeah, accepting that for what it is, not necessarily saying that's how it's mm -hmm. always going to be, but realizing like, this is what it is right now. What am I going to do about it? Oh, well said, man. <laughs> I just, I love doing these with you. There's so much wisdom. Oh, and so I just, yeah, I can't help but agree. I love that you brought up those pieces of compassion and acceptance because I found, you know, and maybe you feel this way too, but I feel like this practice of mindfulness is a great way to practice compassion and acceptance for ourselves. And through that journey, it really helps us to feel that truly for others as well. Like you said, like if I'm practicing mindfulness and so I'm practicing like oh I feel really angry and maybe it's attached to this thing like I'm not gonna dive into the story and let it keep running but like just being aware that things come up for us things affect us and a lot of it feels out of our control like maybe that's happening for other people too maybe something's come up for them and they're kind of working through that so it's just yeah, it's so all encompassing. And I think it really builds compassion in every direction. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of the goal is like, non judgment, you know, our brains are our brains, they like to think they like to feel they like to just be scattered, you know, and none of this is something to judge yourself for. It's all mm -hmm. just a practice of like, literally like, oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Okay, that's coming up. Mm -hmm. all right oh maybe it is connected to that huh you know it's yeah. like it's just yeah. like a baseline curiosity not needing to feel attached to anything but just like isn't that interesting that my brain mm -hmm. is working that way or that it's showing up in my body that way mm -hmm. hmm. yeah yeah <sighs> and I just you kind of started leaning into it um when you were talking about sometimes it, it it may be painful to sit with what's coming up it may be hard um but I think for me why practice mindfulness why include mindfulness in your life is that the ultimate goal of mindfulness is to gain liberation and freedom from these kind of automatic responses that we all have right because as we know coming from this mental health background our brains and bodies just kind of, they get into grooves and they mm -hmm. get into these systems of habitual kind of repeating. And if we're not consciously paying attention to that, they'll just keep going. You know, yeah. they don't know any difference. They think that's what they need to do to protect us best. They don't realize that things have changed. And so mm -hmm. they'll just keep going unless we kind of pause and say like, oh, maybe that's not super applicable to my life anymore. Yeah. You know, this kind of interrupts the processes that can feel like are out of our control. And you can realize like, oh, I do have access to some of these things. Yeah. 
Yeah. I agree. <sighs> you're agreeing with all the things that you're saying. <laughs> Nothing to add. <laughs> so we clearly, I think it's great. Um, and I think for both of us, it's been just a huge benefit to oh, yeah. our relationship with ourselves and mm-hmm. our relationships with others, our relationship mm-hmm. to the world around us. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's not, um, it's not, it's, how am I trying to say this? It just feels good to be able to pause, essentially, to just step outside of your experience for even a millisecond mm-hmm. and realize like, oh, this doesn't have to be all defining. There yes. is a piece of me that can exist outside of all of this that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And that's always there. And yeah. that's what's so comforting to me is like, there is a piece of self that is just always there kind of outside of everything else that's happening around you. And that is always accessible. Yeah. And I think that's also comforting to me in the way of like being able to realize that there's something greater than me, um, something outside of myself, uh, something that, you know, is actually, or just to be clear, like I believe it to be God and knowing that he is in control over everything in my life. It kind of allows me, even in those moments where I feel like I'm losing control, to become aware of the fact that I never really had it in the first place. Mm. Um, And just to be mindful of that fact. And that kind of helps sometimes to bring me to a place of peace and calm because I'm like, well, if God is in control of everything and I trust him to, you know, lead me down the right path or to protect me or to watch over me as he has been doing, then I really shouldn't spend my time worrying. I really Mm -hmm. should be paying more attention to what's happening around me um, and within me. Um, And just like I said earlier, being grateful for what I do have and for the lessons that I've learned through the pain that I've experienced and the hurt that I've gone through. Um, So yeah, Mm. definitely. It's very comforting. I think so too. Oh gosh. Man, hard not here. But I feel like, um, in the name of you know non-appropriation and trying to just be aware of where things come from, mm-hmm. I wanted to include just a little bit about the history of mindfulness, where it came from, um, and what we're talking about. So the very, very, very short, abbreviated version of this is that the foundation where mindfulness came from is really out of Hindu and Buddhist traditions. Um, I'm sure most of you listening have heard of yoga. And so it's, it's kind of a philosophy and mindset that came out of that um, and Zen meditation and things like that. Um, And so it's existed for a long time, this idea of mindfulness. It's been around for thousands of years, not with this name necessarily, but this idea of being present of of paying attention to each moment for what it is without Mm -hmm. gripping, without resisting, just showing up for it. And then in the sixties, as you might've guessed, you know, there's a big movement of people in the West realizing like, oh, there's a lot of other spiritual traditions out here that have a lot to offer and that add another piece to this puzzle of life and spirituality and How can we learn from that? Um, And so um, there's a man whose name is John Kabat-Zinn, who you may have heard of, but 
he started the mindfulness-based stress reduction technique. Um, so he, he went over and he spent time in the traditions um, over in Asia, in East Asia, Southeast Asia, and he brought back this piece of mindfulness. And so essentially the goal is how do I take out some of the spirituality pieces of this and the religious pieces of this and really make it very accessible to anyone. Mm-hmm. And out of this idea, mindfulness was born, right? So it's, it's kind of a new uh, vocabulary term, but it's not a new concept. And yeah, the idea is just to make it really accessible and, and yeah, non, what's the word I'm looking for? Non exclusionary, non-exclusionary. Yeah. Like not categorized. It's just for everyone. It's for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's kind of where it came from, how we got to where we are today. And I think, you know, since he has kind of introduced and and many others, it's not just him. There's a lot of people who have been over and come back and been like, oh, this is something we need to pay attention to. And it's been Mm -hmm. going on for a long time. But especially since the 60s, I think more and more people have gotten on board. And now today we have neuroscience, you know, proving things left and right that some of these spiritual traditions have been saying have are true for a really long time which I think is super cool yeah I definitely it's very cool and I I'm always um grateful that I can appreciate like other cultures and other religions just bringing things to other cultures and other religions like just being Mm -hmm. able to share things across lines and lines that really shouldn't be there but are there for whatever reason yeah. Um, and just like you said, making healing accessible, making this accessible, making mindfulness accessible to everyone, um, regardless of their background. Is right. important. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing that I love about mindfulness in general is like literally anyone can do it. We all have access to this. And sure, it might be hard to do it at first. It might not feel very intuitive at first, but we all have this ability to, yeah, just pause and tune in. And mm-hmm. I just think that's so beautiful that like, regardless of whatever category you find yourself in, you can, you can do this. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. We said we keep it short, so I'm just going to keep rolling through. <laughs> um, we got a little bit of the history. Now you might be wondering, okay, I get it. I get the concept, get where it came from. Like, how do I, how do I use this? How do I practice it? And as we've kind of been hinting at, I think the best way to learn mindfulness is just literally to practice it. So Mm -hmm. incorporating it into your day, whether that's, you know, just taking a pause when you can remember to, and just like, really taking a moment to sit down and be like, okay, what is going on for me? Okay. What's going on in the world around me? Where Mm -hmm. am I at? How can I feel grounded in this moment? Mm -hmm. You know, or, or you're meditating for any amount of time, or you're just really tuning into whatever activity you're doing in the moment. You know, I, before we started recording, I sat here and I attempted to mindfully drink a sip of my tea. Or I just slowly picked it up. I felt the cup in my hands. 
I, I smelled the sweet scent of tea. I felt the heat in my mouth. I felt it mm-hmm. sliding down, you know, like anything, literally anything that you can think of can be a mindfulness right. practice. Mm-hmm. And like we said, the more you practice it, the more habitual it becomes, the more like naturally your brain is going to be able to slip into that mindfulness. Yeah. Space. Yeah. And I feel like one of the most important keys to this is to this practice is that intention of it. Um, because you know how our minds work. We're not automatically just going to be like, let me just focus on right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, focus on all the things that you got to do coming up tomorrow and next week and next year and all the things that happened in the past that have affected you. Like, just think right. about those things. Worry about that because you can definitely change either one of those. Like, <laughs> our, we, we like to convince ourselves that, mm-hmm. you know, worrying helps us in some way. Worrying makes it easier in some way. When in reality, it doesn't get us any closer to accomplishing anything. It doesn't allow us more control over what we're worrying about just because we're worrying about it. So I think just being intentional about that mindfulness, about smelling what's around you, hearing what's around you, focusing in on where you are in that in the present moment, um, is super important and with anything like you should be intentional in all areas of your life Um, Mm -hmm. and if you haven't been start now it's never too late to start Um, but it's important it's really important because that also trains the mind and the body and the spirit to just be in a better state or you know just be at least be open to the idea of focusing on something more positive or, you know, I'm, I'm ranting now, but. No, it's great. And, you know, you mentioned past and present and future thinking, and that's something that I've been thinking about and learning about a lot is like, how much time do we take away from this present moment by worrying about the future, Mm -hmm. by regretting something in the past? Mm-hmm. How much of your time are you actually spending in this moment? Right, right. And the first time someone asked me that, I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I've been giving yeah. away so much of my present moment to the future exactly. or the past. And like exactly. you said, it's it's not helpful to me. It's like, not helpful. What's most it helpful. Sense, honestly. Right, exactly. But our brain just loves to feel like it can do something about the right. past or the right. future. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's, very practiced at convincing us that that is true so yeah like we said it's not always easy you know trying to live in this mindfulness kind of way but it'll be helpful to you in the long run Absolutely. and yeah I think there's something really beautiful about the present moment and living there of like just kind of the endless possibility mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. yeah and that's one thing I wrote this down in our notes um that is a a fun and interesting little activity um, you can do to kind of practice mindfulness on the go is just notice, take some time to notice throughout the day, like, are you in the past, the present or the future? And just say it out loud. Mm-hmm. And you might be curious to find out how often you're in one of those places. Yeah. And yeah. then another note that I, I thought would be important to just help people Cause I like to have like, okay, what can I depend on? What's a quick thing I know can like bring me back to this present moment. And so some of the ones we talk about in my training is sound sensation. So like, like physical feelings, 
and breath. Those are all things that exist in the present moment. Mm -hmm. So no matter where your brain's at, if you can bring it back to what you're hearing, you're living in the present moment. If you can bring it back to what you're feeling, whether that's your feet on the floor, your butt in your chair, like whatever it might be, that's being in the present moment. And then your breath, you know, and that kind of is a good lead into meditation, which often focuses so much on the breath, but it's because the breath, um, it's the perfect example of present moment. Uh, it's always changing. It's always new. Like each new breath is a fresh new moment. And it's always going to help you be present because yeah, it's just kind of like the epitome of presence is the mm. breath that's always there, but always shifting. Yeah. 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 Mindfulness is really, in a lot of ways, a part of meditation, right? So mindfulness is kind of the skill that we need to be able to sit in meditation or to use meditation well, mm -hmm. because meditation is really like a practice in being present and aware of the present moment and showing up for that. And so it's kind of just, for me, it's like a time where I can practice mindfulness, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And there's, you know, all kinds of meditations out there, all kinds of schools of meditation. Um, but the one that we're talking about traditionally is called Vipassana, but it's that, again, it's that cultivation of mindfulness, awareness, and insight of the present moment. Um, and how to, you know, how to really sit or lay down, however you're meditating and just watch. Mm -hmm. watch your brain at work like what thoughts are coming up what emotions are attached to those thoughts and how can I a not run away from them mm -hmm. which can be really hard sometimes and b not latch on to them and try to keep them around forever because that's mm -hmm. the other side too is like sometimes things can feel scary and hard and we want to run away from them on the flip side, sometimes things can feel so good that we just want to like live in that forever. Mm -hmm. And that's the other side where it's like, we don't want to be in either of those spaces because we know that nothing will last forever. You know, right. so how can I just allow the hard stuff to come? And how can I just let the good times exist as they are and know that they won't last forever and be okay with that? Yeah. I think the best thing, but also kind of the most frustrating thing about all of this is that you just have to experience it. You know, right. we can sit here and talk to you all day about mindfulness and you can be like, well, maybe I kind of believe you, but until you're doing it mm -hmm. and like doing it, in my opinion, for at least a bit of time so that you can actually start to recognize what's happening and what's shifting as you do it. Mm -hmm. Like it's the experience of it that is really the master training tool of like your own experience. It has to work for you. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like that was a lot all in a, all in a short amount of time. It's like yeah. the quick version of mindfulness and meditation. But I think we gave a lot of, we, we said a lot of good things though. Like a lot of, yeah, we said a lot, but just enough, really. Just enough to give you a little taste so that you're like, hmm, okay, I could get into this, try this right. out for myself. 
And, right. you know, we love making more episodes. So if you find that you want to try it out and you want more, you know, just let us know. and we'll be Let us know. That. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think this has been a great, like, little chat about mindfulness too. And it's definitely got me thinking about some of the things that I've been doing on a day-to-day basis as far as, like, things that distract me from being present and being you know, focused on where I am. So I'm definitely ready to make some adjustments. Won't be easy, but you know, one thing at a time. Absolutely. Well, and you bring up such a good point, which is that, you know, I've been reading all these epic mindfulness meditation books. I'm happy to share them in the notes as well, but you just really realize that so much of our culture is about running away from and avoiding the things that scare us Mm -hmm. right and so it's you're kind of you're you're working against a lot of other things I guess is what I'm trying to say when we when we practice try to practice mindfulness it's really a radical act in this society to just Mm -hmm. be with what is happening rather than running away from it you know so I just encouragement and you know, appreciation for all, all the things that you're already doing that you want to do, because it's not easy. And we don't have a society that really encourages it either. So. Right. That part. Got to encourage yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> well, well, Kelsey has a treat for us to close out this episode and this season. So You ready to get into it or you want to? I think so. Okay. I think I'm ready. So um, I told Regine that I think maybe the best way to practice this mindfulness would be just to do a little mindfulness meditation. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to aim for about five minutes. If you have five minutes, go ahead and get comfortable. If you don't have five minutes, you can do this on the, on the journey too, and just take what you can from it, you know, because every little moment really, truly does make a difference. Yeah. So nothing too complicated. We're just going to tune into our current moment experience. All right. Get situated. Okay. So if you are sitting down, standing up or laying down, wherever you may be, let's take these first few moments to really ground into the earth and our seats. So we say, find your seat. But what that means is if you're seated, maybe it's tuning into where your butt meets the chair, feeling that density and that pressure. If you have your feet on the floor, it's really taking time to feel your toes, the bottoms of your feet connecting to the floor. Feel the weight, the pressure. If you're standing, you can feel the same. Feel yourself connected to the earth, rooted down into the earth, dense. 
feel that heaviness and just allow yourself to sink downwards. And just breathe naturally at your own pace while you really take a moment to just feel your body connecting. You might feel your hands, the heaviness of your hands. If you're seated, maybe your hands are on your lap and you can feel the weight of your arms sinking all the way down into your hands. The gentle pressure of your hands on your knees or in your lap. Just feeling very rooted and grounded. And as you feel that way, you might also notice the same time that you feel grounded and weighted, there's also a sense of openness, maybe towards the top half of your body, openness and lightness that kind of stretches upwards into the universe around us. So while you're grounded, you're also connected to the world around you. And now we're kind of tuned into our body. Let's take a few moments to just give awareness and attention to our breath. The way it feels when we inhale, maybe our belly is expanding, our chest is expanding. Maybe we feel it in our throat. And as we exhale, that sense of gentle release. Maybe we feel our shoulders dropping when we exhale, our belly coming back in to meet us. Just noticing how the breath feels, moving gently in and out of your body not needing to control or change anything, just simply noticing how the body can breathe on its own, how it's taking care of you moment to moment. And your mind may wander as it likes to do and if that happens, you just gently greet it and bring it back, back to the breath, back to the density, the weight, maybe back to sound, if you can hear sounds around you, back to this present moment. Back to the breath. The weight. 
the sound. And just tuning in to what's going on for you right here, right now. And as lovely as it is to stay in this space, we know that it's always available to us. Take a moment to tune back into your breath. Come back into this moment. And as we prepare to move into our days, give yourself a moment to maybe wiggle your toes or your fingers. Maybe move your body a little, come back, come back. And when you're ready, you can gently open your eyes, maybe bat them open if they've been closed. Just appreciating, knowing that you've taken this time, this moment to be here for you, show up for you and for your experience and that this is available to you anytime, any place. So thanks for letting me be with you on this little mindfulness meditation. And I hope, I hope it was a good present moment for you. Yeah, thanks Kels. That was really nice. Yeah, where I was for a second. So <laughs> then I brought you myself right back. You are right here. I'm here, right. <laughs> Oh, thanks for letting me, you know, I'm, I'm training to try to become a meditation teacher, but I haven't gotten a ton of um, opportunities to test out my building skills. So thanks for letting me have the opportunity. Yeah, always. And thanks everybody for listening. I appreciate you all. Yeah, we appreciate y'all so much, not just for listening to today's episode, but all the ones that came before. And hopefully the ones that are to come after. Mm-hmm. But in order to, you know, lean into our own self-care and kind of get into some other things we've been wanting to do, we just decided to take a little break. But that doesn't mean we will not be back. And season two will, of course, be everything it's supposed to be and more. So I'm excited for that. But I am grateful for this present moment and being here with you Kelsey and being on this journey with you and being able to talk to all of you who are listening so thanks again for tuning in Mm. man I'm just feeling so relaxed right now yeah I know me too I'm like this is we should end our episodes like this all the time if you like it let us know I know I know like we always say if you like this episode please like it subscribe share to somebody tell a friend tell a family member um and yeah if there's anything that you want to hear us talk about in season two um, whether or not we've talked a little bit about it in this season please just send us an email at selfdisclosurepodcast at gmail.com or a direct message on instagram at selfdisclosurepodcast Um, And let us know what's on your mind. Any questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, any of that, um, please don't hesitate to reach out. We still will be accessible to all of you. 
you will see our faces, you will hear our voices, just maybe not yes. in this space, but we will still be here for y'all, bringing the content, bringing the good conversation, the realness, yes, you know, self-disclosing, and yeah. Yeah, join us on Instagram. We're going to try, uh, we're going to test out some different things on there over the summer. We're going to try mm-hmm. to, you know, do some live videos, so join us there. And like Rachel said, we'll be here. We're not far. We're just taking a little break from podcasts. Right. Just a little bitty break, but don't go far. You right. Know, keep us, keep our notifications on so that you know when we drop our first episode of season two. Yeah. So, we'll yeah. see you on the other side. We will see y'all on the other side. Thank you Gosh. so much. <laughs> Look at us. We did it. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> I'm so proud of us actually, because it's just proof that, you know, you can have a thought of doing something. Um, and once you put the work into doing it, mm-hmm. you can really manifest whatever it is that you're trying to do. So yeah, for all y'all out there with dreams and hopes and goals, as long as you're putting in the time and you're putting in the work and trusting the process, it will, it'll all turn out as it's supposed to. Everything is possible. Everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. We're here to support you along the way. Yes. Ah. All right. Well, take good care. Thank you, Regine. Thank you, listeners. Just sending so much love and gratitude out. Yeah. Ditto. Mm. All right. Until next time, y'all. <laughs>